Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family is 19 Keys. As 19 Keys are high-level conversations. Um, today we have a very special guest and a very special petition that I need you all to get behind. As we know that we are dealing with data wars. We've talked about this before on this podcast, about the importance of controlling and owning our own data. Today I have a very special, special guest that has created something that can help us own our own get data and put some of the power back in the hands of the people. Um, it is Angela Bitten. Um, she is an American businesswoman, a black woman. Um, Bitten founded New Me, which was acquired and sold to another black woman, which was the first accelerator for minorities globally in 2011. She's a pioneer of diversity in technology industry and one of the most important African Americans in the technology industry. She has helped minority-led tech companies raise over $47 million of venture capital funding. Benton has received numerous accolades for her work of which some include Golden Sachs, 100 Most Intriguing Entrepreneurs, Fast Company, Most Influential Women in Technology, Business Insiders, 25 Most Influential um, African Americans in Technology, and many more. I don't think I need to go any further. I'm going to let you all get into this podcast. Um, There is a call to action for this podcast. We're not sitting here just listening. Everybody who listens to this podcast should be involved in this movement. Often we hear about things that tech companies are doing with our data. We hear about things that government are doing with our lives. And we ask ourselves, what can we do? Well, I'm here to give you a couple of action items today. Listen to this video, make sure you sign the petition, and I hope you have a great day. Tap in. Mm, That's so important. It's so important because everyone is kind of fascinated by technology mm-hmm. um like the instagrams the facebooks whatsapp and they see a lot of the headlines and you know such and such company got acquired um most folks are not understanding that these companies are built off of your data and so when you look at the market cap of many of these companies they make billions and billions of dollars um off of our data when you start to look at the black community specifically we generally over-index in um, technology. Mm -hmm. So that's social media, um, anything around streaming. And so, you know, when you kind of 
I guess, do a deep dive, you're like, oh, well, actually, you know, a lot of black people are responsible for, you know, a lot of this success from a data perspective. So what we do, we have consumer-facing applications. One of them is called Culture that are focused on specific audiences. I wanted to focus on um, the African-American audience first because we are always, um, excuse my language, we're always making shit pop, basically. And it never goes back into the community. And so you do see a lot of culture vultures that are out right now, even in terms of, you know, it doesn't have to be black content specific, but the example that I like to give is like, for instance, we all remember when Bird Box was streaming on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? So Bird Box went viral. Why? Because black people were making memes, period. But none of the Look- we, we, we lost you there for a second. If you could repeat that. We lost you at Bird Box. Okay. okay. So, um, you guys, I'm not sure how many of you guys stream. Everyone pretty much streams nowadays. But um, I'm sure you guys may remember when Bird Box um, became really popular. Bird Box had been on the streaming platform on Netflix for a while. But we started, when I say we, black people started creating memes around Bird Box. That's when... Um, it really took off and started to go viral. That's when Netflix got all the views. Um, you can look at the same same situation with Popeyes, right? For example, with the Popeyes sandwich. So from a data perspective, uh, whether it's our views, our money, um, our tweaks, you know, what we're sharing, we are responsible for a lot of stuff that being successful that never really comes back into the community. So culture... Um, what we really do is basically help people actually get access to their data, um, own it, and then sell it. And so the whole idea around owning your data, um, I've been working on for some time. The, the biggest problem and the biggest issue around data ownership is that we don't have any data privacy laws in the United States. Right. And so for those that may be international, you may be familiar with GDPR. There's some other um, countries that actually, I think I was reading that the United States is the most progressive Western society that does not have a data privacy law. Mm. This is a huge problem. We live in a technological success society. AI is prevalent. AI is growing, right? Absolutely. We have nothing that is regulating it. AI only works if you have data, right? So um, it's very, very important that we get data privacy laws in place. And so part of what, you know, we're um, actually doing right now is, you know, we did some stuff around streaming, which is great. Um, I'm pretty known in terms of what I do in technology. And so I'll often write op-eds and, and different things around technology from a perspective as it affects minorities. Right. One of the biggest things that I saw um, especially with all the conversations around COVID-19 um, and the coronavirus is, you know, of course we got all of the data around, oh, wow, it's affecting, you know, African-Americans more, so on and so forth. But when you start to look at this, what's happening in China um, and other Asian communities, you see that they're using contact tracing. So contact tracing is not a technology. It's actually a methodology mm. that people in public health use to actually track contagion and spreads of of viruses. So it's something that should happen. 
in a situation like this. The issue becomes not even that Google and Apple just recently announced that they're partnering up to release an application. This is unprecedented. Google and Apple, they're competitors. Right. They all partner up, right? right? So they're partnering up um, to release an application so that we have contact tracing in the United States. That's supposed to come out in mid-May. After that, they're changing the operating systems of the device to also include um, and support contact tracing. This is a big deal because we do not have data privacy laws in place. And so when you look back at history, whenever there's crises like this that happen, Absolutely. that's when they push the laws through. Right. We lose right. more rights. We lose more rights. And so that's what's about to happen. So the petition, I wrote an article about it and how, you know, it's it's really important for our community to pay attention to this, specifically because historically we've been tracked since we've been on you know, in North America. Absolutely. Give me one second. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that is something that is that we can't let happen again. What could potentially happen could be akin to freedom papers that many of us uh, or many of our ancestors um, had to have just to go out and go about daily life. And this is not any kind of conspiracy theory or, or anything. This is already happening in China. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah, our future looks like China's present. Exactly. In general, from a technology perspective, China's typically about five years ahead of the US. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at stuff that happens in China, it typically comes to the US. They're very, very progressive. Right. In fact, even if you look at the GDP um, from a country level, China has more GDP than the United States, which is a whole other topic I can get yeah. with the TikTok security thing and, and around that. But um, anyway, to, to stick to um, really the point of the situation is contact tracing, mobile contact tracing, when this rolls out from, uh, from Google, almost said Facebook, from Google and Apple, what this is basically going to do is it's going to take your location. Mm -hmm. So it's going to know based on your location where you've been around, and because it's happening at the device level, Apple and Google basically can reach 3 billion people. So it's not just that they have your location, it's also that they have the location of people around you, right? And so they can triangulate, okay, Angela has been in contact with these five people. These five people might be her family or people that are in you know, her neighborhood. And so when, again, when you look at black communities, this has the potential to not just affect you, to affect our whole community. Secondly, when they start to deploy vaccinations, they will likely use the data that is being collected and contact tracing to administer vaccinations to the places that need it most. It's mm. going to be disrupted by the places they need it most based on who's, who's affected more and where the morbidity rate is, which is the African-American community. And so, again, this is very, very important because we want to be able to have data privacy laws in place that, number one, say during a, you know, a, a crisis or a, a public health um, state of emergency or just really a state of emergency in any respect. Yes, you can have access to my data, but for what limited amount of time, right? That's very important. They, 
because the potential of what could happen is if that time period is not specified, then it becomes a new what norm. What will happen is they'll have your data forever, right? And so they'll they'll slowly roll into and the the video I posted where Edward Snowden is talking about this. This is very very real, and he gives a an excellent um, an excellent overview of how this changes societies at a mass level. And it's because decisions are made, being made in a frantic time, mm -hmm. a time that people are scared. Where they're saying, okay, you can have, you know, my data, whatever, so that we can get out of quarantine or that no more people die, right? And like, yes, this is true. We don't want more people to die, but we need a data privacy law in place before contact tracing happens. I 100% agree. Um, and thank you for that breakdown. That was excellent. Um, you said in, in the video, Snowden said something important that I like as a tagline for this is they're creating the infrastructure for oppression. Yeah. And of course, you know, um, it's the same model of what happened during 9-11, of course. And it's the yeah. same model that happens throughout time that governments utilize pandemics, right? They utilize terrorist attacks and events and take away more rights, which gives them more power. This right. is a trend. This is something if you study history, you're going to see throughout all paradigm shifts. Um, exactly. I specifically started to um, teach about AI years back just because as you learn about it, I always put things in a, in a frame of thinking of, damn, we already behind as a people. Giving yeah. our oppressors even more power puts us even further behind. Right. Yeah. So even when we catch up to some of the things that they're doing, we don't have any power to do anything about it. And yeah. so that's the more dangerous thing. And then we start to accept the world that will come instead of saying that, oh, no, we actually, while the cement is still wet, we have the ability to make some changes in these things. Exactly. Right. And, and, and that's how, if you will, we flatten the curve with this infrastructure a little bit um, as we try to build up our own world and try to catch up with some of the things that we are left behind in the dust from. Um, exactly. We are people that's, you know, 1964 during um, the Watch Riots was one of the biggest crowd studies in, in history at the time and really collected a lot of data on the traits and characteristics of the black crowd mind, you know, and I always say that that's important because if you think about the amount of data that they had then, right, before the right. technological boom, and then the amount of data that they have now to understand, interpret the black mind and emotions, then yeah. you have to understand that all these things are played out strategically and calculated, right? Yeah. Because there's no other point of collecting that data other than to use it, right. right? And so now we are at this point in time to where they've run these simulation games before pandemic. They run what they could get over in front of the people. They know what the people will and won't accept. So yeah. being a disruptor during this time, the one thing that's hard to calculate is that black spirit sometimes, right? Is that black messiah sort of thought process that J. Edgar Hoover was afraid of in the FBI. And so that particular mentality is the only thing that white supremacy or anybody that's in an oligarchy or a corporation that just wants their plans to be ran smoothly are concerned about because it's disruptive to their plans and, and, and it's disruptive to that reality and to that world, right? So we have a lot of tech giants who, um, because of first, second, third, fourth, and now fifth generation of cellular and telecommunications, um, because of the rollout of their products, they've been able to gain so much power. They become a government of their own. 
And so yeah. now when you see massive companies like Google and Apple getting together, it's better for us when they're divided, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. you don't want to see those things happen at all, right? right? And so for the people, the question becomes, okay, we hear you. We're hearing about all of these things that's happening around us. And kind of the point of all of this at the same time is to make you feel overwhelmed to where you can't yeah, just so wait till it's anything. over. Right. Exactly. exactly. But, but the thing is that we actually have the ability to do something that each and every time that we can put our finger on the pulse and we can say, no, we don't want this thing. You understand me? But when we relinquish those rights and start to accept things, then essentially uh, we become a sacrifice to whatever else is next. Right. Because the whole thing about a sacrifice is, 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 is essentially a willing participate. Right. Uh, you willingly participate in your own oppression. And as we sit in the house and do nothing and we just look around and allow them to do everything, we allow the Bill Gates of the world to tell us what's going to happen instead right. of saying that, no, that's not even a possibility. Just because you said it, it means nothing. Right. Yeah. And so the people have the responsibility. Right. To take ownership of their own freedoms. Right. Those yeah. who have agendas against your freedoms, that's not their responsibility to treat you right. You're right. not supposed to have a social contract with them in the first place. Right. So when we right. think about how our people will be affected by it, we know, for one, we have private prison industries. Right. Mm -hmm. We already know that we deal with police terrorism. We deal with um, biased healthcare systems. Right. We deal with being soft targets to everything just about. So. Right. Now that we are in this point in time, we have to be strategic about our alliances, strategic about our movements, and strategic about getting some wins on the table to say that, okay, no, we're not actually laying down on none of these things. We will be the thorn in the side. We will um, be the disruptor in the algorithm at this particular point in time. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on because, you know, if, if you're sitting at home, you have nothing but time to sign a petition. You have zero excuses besides the fact that you may not be aware, right? right. So I want right. to thank you personally for starting that. And for all those around the world that are doing similar work that may not have a platform or may not be known, right? Yeah. And, and those who are listening, you have the responsibility to share this out with other people, to let them know about things that will affect them in the future that later you might be sitting in a coffee shop complaining about because you didn't do anything at this time. Yes. Yes, and I just want to actually thank you for even reaching out as soon as you saw it because, mm -hmm. you know, people kind of know me and my industry, and some people in our community know me, but I'm largely, like, you know, low-key, and um, it's been disheartening to see a lot of the conversations that our political leaders or political leaders <laughs> have been having without any mention of technology at all in these implications and you were actually the first one to reach out to me and mm. ask me if i wanted to be on which you know it is really great so i really do appreciate that because this is very important information especially when you take into account the global population growth right globally there are going to be more people of color on the planet most of the population growth between now and 2050 is actually coming out of Africa. These are not the, you can go on the um, World Economic Forum website and see all this information. Mm. You know what I mean? And so when you start to think about, you know, how society in a lot of different countries are changing and 
how data is becoming so important in our everyday life, it becomes very critical that we know and understand the game that is being played right now and not get scared of it, but mobilize and work together as a community Absolutely. and take action. Absolutely. I, I mean, shit, that's the key. We, 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 I, I keep telling people we, we are in the mad world. Mobilization, automization, digitization. And if you don't adapt and become a mad scientist in the world, then essentially you're going to um, catch the sads. And that's stress, anxiety, depression, and suicide. Especially in a time where unemployment is high, the mental stress on the average person is going to be high. And so you won't even have the leisure time to think about your rights. Right. And that's a very important thing is that especially not only during this time, during recession, during depression, the people will be distracted on survival. So anything yeah. that affects them in the long term, they won't even be able to think about. You understand right. me? You, you have this mental myopia where you have an inability to think about future consequence. And you can only think about your survival and your basic needs. So we right. have to consistently remind ourselves that, wait a minute, there's things that's going on around us that's going to affect us in the future. The same way this is going on right now and it's affecting us in the present. Right. Exactly. There's things yeah. that we could have done years ago to avoid the type of situation that we in now. And it's not as bad as it will and can get. So we have to ask ourselves, what can we do in the present now to start curtailing some of these things so that we can say, OK, I at least put up a fight. At the least you put up a fight. At the least you try. Right. And then uh, uh, um, at the most you do. Right. Like you can only do your part from what you can't do. So the good sister started a petition. And so all of you all can go follow. I'm going to put the link in my bio right after this as well. And right now it's in my story. So you can swipe up in my stories and you'll be able to go sign the petition, sign a petition. And then I want you to share it on your page. Right. Educate the people and let them know that it's something important. Um, send it to the shine kings of the world. Send it to your celebrities. Go into yeah. the quarantine radio and tell them about the p petition. Let people yeah. know wherever there are people, eyes and attention, everybody has a responsibility to do something. Right. Yeah. And so if you're not utilizing your platform like that in this particular part of time, then you are part of the problem. Right. Especially once you become aware of a problem, you decide to ignore it. And there's too many people during this time. Not only do we decide to ignore the problem, we decide to ignore each other. And yeah. that's really the larger problem. Right. So if someone like yourself who's educated, who's successful, um, speaks about an issue in your field that you're educated on, then everyone should listen. Everyone should take that serious. It should not just be a double tap on a picture. And then we go back to our normal lives. Right. Because then essentially what you're doing is you're opting into the system and everything that goes along with it. And so you, you kill your ability to complain in the future. It falls null and void is to say, well, you had opportunity. We put it in the news, right? We told you what we were going to do. You had to accept it before it was done. And so every time we see something happen, either we accept it by ignorance or accepted it by choice. Yes. And, um, you know, just so that you guys understand, when you sign the petition, you're not just signing a petition and that's it and it's a lot of talk. We're sending, or I'm sending three letters. I'm sending a letter to Congress. I'm sending a letter to the committees that oversee the, FT, the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, which regulates a lot of this. And when we do get a data privacy law goes into place, they will be the one that manage it. I'm sending it to the Congressional Black Caucus. 
Fauci was just on the news. One of my followers sent me, you know, a DM. Fauci had a meeting with the Congressional Black Caucus. Mm. Okay. And so they were asking, okay, you know, how can they stop the spread in the black community? They wanted to help. So Fauci saying, well, we're going to be rolling out contact tracing. Okay. So now those members in the, in the CBC, they need to say, okay, well, when we're rolling out contact tracing, we now need to support this bill for data privacy. Laws, right. And these things need to be in it. In my letter, which I've already written, I've included three things that need to be in it. Number one, um, the first thing is that there is a time interval in states of emergency that people actually have access to your data. If they need your data for longer, then they need to issue a key. This would this is just like an API key if you try to integrate some kind of technology to any anything that you're working on. You might get an API key. An API key needs to be issued to them so they still have the right to pull your data in, mm-hmm. right? And then when you terminate the, the API key, they can't pull that data anymore. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you need to actually have access to your data in a very easy way. Mm. I'm in the state of California. If you're in California, you can get access to your data under the California Consumer Protection Act, but it's not standardized. It's very hard to do. Um, Some companies say you can only pull your data twice a year or once a year. Um, So they're really just saying, and that's your own data. So how are you going to tell me how often I can get my own data? Right. So, um, so the first, the second thing is that we need a standardized way to actually request the data. This, the third thing is your data needs to be portable. I don't know how many of you guys have been through the process of downloading your data, but especially when you're downloading your data from big companies like a Google or an Apple or an Amazon, these are multi-service companies. They have a lot of data on you. When you get the data files from them, Number one, they're very, very large. And number two, the architecture of the data files is chaotic. You might have CSV files, JSON files, HTML files, and then you might have legitimately, I'm not exaggerating, a hundred different folders within that one zipped folder that they give you. Mm -hmm. And your YouTube data might be in this folder and then they might have a part of your YouTube data in this folder. And so what we also need to make sure that's included is that there's a standardized data format for when they give you your data. There needs to be one file that you have your data in a unified schema. So that's also what we're asking for. And then we're also asking for that um, you can not only just download your data, but you need to be able to transfer your data electronically. The reason why this is important is because if your data is not um, able to be transferred electronically, it's outdated immediately because you're going to just go back online and do something else anyway. And also, these this is basically what Apple and Google will have access to. A part of what they're rolling out is the ability to transfer your data wirelessly through Bluetooth. So if they're able to do it, you should be able to do it too. Absolutely. Thank you. That was an excellent breakdown. Um, and, and, and it's funny because when we think about things like Black Caucus, NAACP, um, and, and quite frankly, even a lot of government agencies um, that regulate and oversee some of these things, they don't always have a tech experts there, people who actually know anything about it. And so they're, they're really not the best people to go to, especially in times like this, to even understand the depth 
of what they're agreeing to and getting into because you know the good nature of people can be utilized against them right especially during times like this where people are frantic fearful and scared so exactly. th that's, that's very exactly very important why we have to do the petition now to send it over to them so that they understand no 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 we know we know we need a data privacy law so they can roll out contact tracing but we need you to establish these baseline foundational things first before you roll it out because what's going to the issue is going to be we're not going to be able to get any of this stuff in any laws if we don't have it in there now right and at a foundational level that's that's what needs to happen yeah I, I believe that everything that happens right now during this time really sets the tone for the future and it won't be anything you can do once this particular this part of the plan is solidified so yeah. like i said we have the opportunity to do something but we have to do it now. We have a very small window of opportunity to work together, right? And yes. to get things started. So bills like this and many more should be coming out of our community, especially by qualified people such as you that can understand the language of what's being done and the depth of what's being done. Because a lot of us really don't take our roles serious. When we know what's happening, we be... We, 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 we get to this place to where we get in our own pockets of understanding and we kind of shun everybody else for not knowing, right? right. Instead right. of saying that, oh, let me participate in the execution of the solution and then make everyone aware and make this a part of my mission statement because a good person has a duty to do good things, right? So anytime that you're aware of something that can wrong a people, right, and there's an evil that exists somewhere or a bias that exists somewhere, and you have the ability to do something, you have to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why didn't you do it, right? Exactly. And so yeah. that's why we appreciate you as a warrior in this in this tech fight. But I also would like to know more about um, the service that you have. It's called Streamline? Streamlytics. Streamlytics. Because yeah. I, I definitely thought about this aspect of that. You know, data, of course, is, is so valuable. And we should have the ability to be able to sell our own data since it's going to be collected anyway. Um, so therefore, essentially, you know, it becomes a stream of income for people to learn how to, you know, target you with data, essentially. Yes. You know, yeah. you should have access to that. And it actually makes it easier um, for companies to get the data without having to spend a big marketing. They can go direct to consumer for data. Right. right. So it makes sense on both ends, actually. Um, yeah. And then essentially within our community, we should have each other's data, those who deserve to have it that can do something with it because when we talk about unified efforts we can target each other utilizing these data systems the same way everybody else targets us right so we we sometimes we get to this point where we think that everything that the masters do this slave master paradigm kind of thinking of what i call it is that anything we see the master do we look at as immoral instead of saying that wait a minute let me put myself in that position right and let me just utilize it with good intention right and so this is kind of where we have to do with technology right now, whether it's AI, whether it's 5G, right, whether it's the Internet of Things, whatever it is, we have to utilize it for us because the tool itself is not evil. It's the user exactly. that can utilize it in a, in, a, in a fashion against those who don't know. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I used to be based in Silicon Valley, and, you know, I don't think people are intentionally being exclusive it's just that they don't care about people that's not in silicon valley and they for sure don't care about nobody black in some place that's not silicon valley you know what i'm saying so um 
to your to your question about Streamlytics, so what we're building is basically an ecosystem of different tools and services that allow people to leverage their own data, and we basically buy it from you, and then we resell it. This I love. First of all, wait, 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 y'all. Y'all gotta send this out to a lot of people, man. <laughs> this is this is amazing. You know, I get a lot of guests on here. And everybody is amazing. And it's funny because we hadn't had a prior conversation to this, just a couple of, you know, uh, texts basically in a, in a DM. But yeah. I had already wanted to have a conversation with you, which is why I followed you in the first place. But okay. I didn't even know the depth of any of the things that you were doing. I just knew you were doing something good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? I just, I, sometimes I just follow intuition. But yes, that's amazing, 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 amazing. And those are the things that, we have to value in our community a lot more. Unfortunately, social media has exposed what we value. And you can tell by likes, follows, what we give attention yes. to, what we repost, right? Yes. That is really what we follow and what we curate to ourselves. And if right. that's what we do, then you kind of deserve what comes out of the, the algorithm you create for yourself. Exactly. Right? So, and so that, that, and yeah. that's exactly why we're focusing on data. So. You know, I've just been in technology for so long, and I honestly was kind of burnt out from, you know, the rigmarole. And I was like, what do I want to do next? What's interesting to me? And I was like, I want to do something that's foundational level, infrastructure level, um, because that's where I feel like I can have the most impact. And that's data at this point in time. You know what I mean? And it's very important because... Um, especially when you start to think about how active our community is in specific and in particular around social justice or mobilization through social media, mm -hmm. right? But we, that it kind of always ends right there. Like, okay, Gucci did this design and we don't like it. We're going to make a lot of noise on social media and we're going to stop buying Gucci or Popeye's making a lot of money off of us. So we want to stop, but nothing is quantified, right? And so when you're focusing things at the data letter at the data level, we can quantify it. We can say, oh, our community has spent XYZ on Gucci. So this ten million dollar fund y'all setting up Gucci is not right. that's, that's not, not it. Because that's all they gave was ten million ten million dollars. Right. And I know black people spent more than ten million dollars, but we're saying, Oh my god, thank you so much and Yep, and Gucci does, has this board of whomever that's on there right now. And so it's time to hold ourselves, meaning our own community, um, accountable as well. That the, the way that we used to do things, the way that social justice used to happen, doesn't necessarily need to be the way that it is in the future. Absolutely when, not. When, when it would be outdated about, in that aspect. It's Right. I, I literally just had this conversation yesterday because I was talking with my good sister Yanazda and she's a social justice warrior. She's on the front line of whatever you see going on, she's going to be on the front line. But when we talk about the aggregate efficiency of our revolutions and activism, it, it, the, the needle hasn't moved much at all. It right. Hasn't. Because our tactics haven't moved much. You understand me? Yeah. So um, not only has we not gotten to that five letter word, which is unity. And so it really doesn't matter what we do on any front if we can't have a unified effort. You can create one person to be the biggest star in the world, the new Malcolm or new whoever, but that won't matter. 
unless right. there's a collective group of people that are working together and getting things done. So exactly. when it comes to data and technology, the new revolutionary usually are the ones who know how to use the tools the best because they can be more effective. But we've right. learned to think of revolutionaries as, you know, you know, frontline soldiers, right, uh, utilizing their body and their time. When right. it's, it's really about the smart work that we do and how effective we can be rather than how efficient we are at doing something. Exactly. And so it, once it, we realize it, that, yes, absolutely. Like, and I think that's part of the issue, honestly, in our community is um, issues become about the person, right? And not about the impact to the community. Mm -hmm. And so I have a certain skill set, but I don't, I don't have, you know, 200,000 followers. You know what I mean? I don't have a million followers. So even though I have the information, we all need to work together right. to educate people who have a platform. We're all important. But we all need to work, you know, together. So someone, you know, who may have, you know, three billion, three million followers, you know, they don't, they don't have to feel the stress of feeling like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know tech and I can't explain it. That's fine. You don't right. Have to. Right. That's. The, I, I call that the, the catapult system. Is that in the catapult yeah. system? Somebody might bring the actual catapult. Somebody might bring the rock or whatever that you put in there. Somebody might pull it back. But all three things work together, and all we have to do is give each other access. And yeah. the access is our new wealth, right? Yeah. Because now we can afford things that we normally couldn't on our own. We have access to things and resources and knowledge that we normally could get on our own. And especially with these platforms, there's really no reason to be selfish with them because we don't own them. We don't. Right? We don't own them. So here we are selfish with something that someone else is getting paid off of. Right. And so in that aspect, we don't even know how long these things will be, how long where we're censoring even go. So we should right. be utilizing our platform to the 10th power while we even have access to utilize them in this manner. And so if we're right. not doing that. Then it already shows an ego. Right. And how selfish we are with this platform, because we think it is ours when we don't own right. it. It's the mentality of us standing on a block that we don't own. And so until we get real estate. Right. Creating our own ISP, having our own apps with our own algorithms, everything right. else. We just we just standing on the corner. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we just corner yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. And but but I do believe in our power as a community. And that's the only thing that gets frustrating is we are actually so, so powerful. And mm -hmm. it's like sometimes we don't really get it. We don't really understand it. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of what I'm doing and, and what I'm working on. I'm just trying to play, you know, my part and my role. Um, well, you're definitely doing yours. And, and, and I want to reiterate to the people that there's a petition that you can sign that the good sister has started, right? That she's going to be sending out to, um, what do you say? Congress? Yes. We're sending it to Congress. Mm -hmm. We're sending, we're sending it to the oversight committees who oversee the Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Trade Commission is the ones who monitor basically all of the big tech companies. They will be the ones who enforce any data privacy law that we have. And then we're seeing, sending it to the CBC and some other groups. Okay, excellent. So please, everybody that's on this line, um, make sure you sign it. Make sure you get another 100 people to sign it. You understand yeah. me? 
Um, for those people who just entered, can you reiterate just really quickly exactly what it is with the tracking system? So for those that just enter, what we're talking about is mobile contact tracing. And so as you guys know, um, our community, the black community, has been affected a lot by the COVID-19 virus. And what is about to happen is they're going to start to roll out contact tracing and mobile contact tracing on our cell phones. And Google and Apple have teamed up to release an app in mid-May. They're also changing their operating system so that they can share data to track the locations of where people have been and their healthcare status. A lot of people have been asking, well, how are they going to know my healthcare status? And if you look at the news, a lot of this stuff is buried down in the news, but some of the stuff that they're looking at it are immunity certifications or other health status certifications. And so um, to give you an example, what's happening in China right now, there's a QR code that's on your phone um, that the government issues issues you with your health care with your health status. So you're green if if you're if you're cool to go into wherever you want to go. If you've already contracted um, COVID, you're red or yellow. And so it's very very important that we sign this petition and that you share it because the United States does not have any data privacy laws right now. There's no data privacy mm. law. And what is going to happen is they're going to try to push through a data privacy law kind of under our noses while we're all scared about what's happening right now. So um, this is not a scary thing. It doesn't have to be a scary thing. We just have to organize, sign the petition, share, and make you know Congress know that we're serious about this as a community and these certain things need to be in a new law. We should have our clauses in everything. Yes. Right. We should have our hands in everything because everything will affect us. I think yeah. what is what's happened in society is that we think about big politics and we don't think we don't, we forget about the trickle effect. We forget how it's going to affect us every single day. I know I grew up like that. Like I ain't worried about the president. Right. Because yeah. in your average day, you living in the hood, you living in an environment. You're not thinking about the long term effects of any of those things. Right. right. And so that each one of those things that have happened behind those closed doors or open doors has affected you. Right. right. But you just had no decision making power within that at all. When you could have, the power has always been there. It's potential. It's just never been released into making it kinetic. So today right. that you've grown, you mature, you follow 19 keys. You know about the good sister Abington. Is that how I pronounce your name? Hey, and my name's Angela. Last name Benton. So A. Benton. OK, A. Benton. So now that you know, you have a responsibility. Um, so you can go to my story, swipe up and sign. You can go to the link in her bio and sign. Now, you also wrote an article about how it's going to be tracking black people more. What was the content um, in that article? So um, what I was, the point that I was making in the article is that we're seeing the numbers in terms of the morbidity rate of African-Americans, of the infection rate of African-Americans, it's higher than any other race, sometimes 50 to 70% higher, right? And so if it's higher, we are by default going to be tracked more in contact tracing when they roll it out. And so again, that means not just you, even if you're the one infected, it means everybody around you, mm. your family, 
you know what I mean, your friends, anyone you've been in contact with. So this has the propensity to be able to affect, for real, like this is no exaggeration, our whole community. Mm. Mm. So now I think y'all can see how dire this is and why I wanted the good system. I want to let you know that I extend my platform to you anytime. And I want to get involved with anything that you have going on. Um, and definitely want to lend more of my platform and time to collaborate with you. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm with it. So let's just keep the communication um, open, and I really do appreciate this. Absolutely. Um, well, I definitely am going to go ahead and sign it right now myself. Uh, for everybody that signed it, please um, send me a picture of it so I can share it on the platform, and we can get this out to more and more people and bring more awareness to this and many more things that's happening during this time that you might not have the time to pay attention to when you should because you're sitting at home. <laughs> but I understand that we're in a, a recession, a looming depression, and people are trying to figure out how can they become more productive. Um, this is just one aspect of something that you can do to be more productive and to have an effect on your own future. So I want to thank you again for coming, and I look forward to our next high-level conversation. Yes, me too. Have a good day. You as well. Peace. Peace, family. That was very important. Um, I know it's a time where the twerk competitions are very serious right now. And we will dance around the issues and talk about spreading love and joy when there is a very serious threat to our freedom, justice, and equality as a people. Um, our lack of understanding technology and how it's used against us uh, is our unwilling participation in our own oppression due to our unwillingness to do research to understand the effects of things in our environment, right? This is our job to treat ourselves the right way and making sure that we have a say-so in our future. Um, in this new American scenario, you know, the new America doesn't have to be owned by white men and white women. The new America is supposed to be owned by the new minds, right? They become the disruptors that do something about it. Right. We can't walk around calling ourselves kings, queens, gods, right? Real men and women and, and, and walking in our divinity if we are allowing someone else to suppress that divinity and control our energy on a consistent daily basis. Right. So that makes us soft targets for anything. And they're constantly targeting us because we don't even realize who the shooter is. Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that question. Who is the shooter? Who is the devil? That's pulling the trigger. And I ain't talking about your brother. That's lightweight when it comes to the crimes of humanity. Even though we got to stop doing that shit. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.